0: One of the things is the driving of the tractor. Do you know, so setting the machine up is fine, but the actual operator needs to do it properly too. So again, it's vitally important that they're driving using the hand throttle. I'll always have someone come up to me after the fancy chisels, I'm still on the foot throttle. Having the the, the PTO speed set is vitally important to, to getting your your spread uh, pattern right. Again, just your forward speed obviously needs to be needs to be right, but also the the space and your belt widths. You know, to get those right.
1: Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to OviCast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode, we bring you latest insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. We're focused on improving fertilizer use efficiency and that return on investment. One often overlooked aspect of this is the actual fertilizer spreader itself. So, in this episode, I'm joined by Chagas machinery specialist, Francis Quigley, to take us through some of the practical considerations around this piece of equipment. Francis talks about many aspects from basic maintenance checks before the season commences to the correct setup on the tractor and implications that these can have. We discuss calibration, use of technology and impact of the operator itself. We hear now from Francis.
0: It's very important, I suppose, at this time of the year, you know, you're going to be taking out for the first time just to make sure that everything is right. You know. Now look, I suppose the first thing you do is just give it a once over just to make sure there's nothing damaged or broken, you know, even on the frame or that. You know, and even... I I'd focus maybe even you know back to the tractor a little bit, just check the, like the top link and things like that, uh, uh, and linkages in the tractor to make sure that sure that they're all free uh, as well, so you can actually adjust uh, the machine once once it's on the tractor. The last thing you want to be doing is you know the day you get a chance to go, and go spread spread spreading, uh, realize that the uh, top link is seized, you know, or, or that you know there is a crack in the frame, like you know. So if you just go through those items, I suppose for a first. I
1: think I think that's actually a fair point, because with the best intentions of the world, with the machines, that, by the way, last year, we will get a, we think we're going to fix a lot of things over the winter. But invariably, they go in in the condition, they went in and hopefully washed, and then when you take them out again. So, like you're, you're 100% right, like, checking the basics in it. I suppose we're going to see a bit of variation, whether it's white tails, whether it's twin disc spreaders. What we'll are the couple of basic things that we need to look at? So, the frame, obviously, is one, but an actual spreader itself.
0: Yeah, So so uh i suppose you know a lot of people uh, you know I start to the inside of it joe you know, uh, the first thing i'd be looking at is actually the agitator down in the bottom of the the, the spreader itself like you know, that's one thing that's probably uh completely <laughs> neglected joe you know, uh but it is you know will wear out over time it's vitally important because it actually gives a, a nice smooth flow of fertilizer so you know we're always getting the same flow of fertilizer out of the machine so i'd start there uh then maybe just uh you know again depending on the machine, but if it's a twin disc machine, Joe, down to the, the discs, just catch the two discs and, and give them a shake. Uh I suppose first in the direction that they're normally going, but also a shake up and down, uh just to see that uh there's no bairns or anything uh, uh loose. Because the last thing you want is a wobble, Joe, and look even you know all the spreaders you know some of them are maybe more prone to it than than others you know they they will develop a wobble over time which uh bearing's starting to go and that'll obviously have a a big effect on the actual uh, spread pattern the other thing then i suppose and probably the most important item on the whole fertilizer spreader and probably you know uh, uh, definitely the most neglected is the actual vein itself you know it's a wearing part uh over time um you'll get these ripples on it Joe, you know, uh and you know even even longer you'll end up holes worn it and, uh, and i have been uh, situations where i've actually seen you know, over an inch or more missing off the end of the veins. you know so uh again that'll have a, a detrimental effect on the spread pattern so uh they are wearing parts you now they you know a set of veins for for you know, say a conventional spreader you're talking maybe in around you know 300 euros um, uh, for a spreader, set a, a spreader ends, you know? But but look, it it is the most important item. It's only six inches of steel, I know, but it's the piece of steel that does all the work on the spreader. Like you know, so definitely focus there.
1: So have been on delivery. Same with the white tail. The spout, like it's one of the easiest parts on it to get damaged.
0: It is, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I suppose, Joe, you know, the spout, just even looking at the inside of the spout on the wagtail, but the bridle on the end of it, uh, that's, that's a piece of plastic that's out on the very end of it. Again, Joe, you can know, if you, if you imagine if you had a, a pipe and put a, do you know, fertilizer or something and, and spit it out, you're going to just get one straight line of fertilizer. So that, that bridle on the end, Joe, you know, uh, is vitally important. So it's designed to actually spread with a, uh, to give lateral spread of the the fertilizer. So that's what's uh, uh, distributes it evenly across the field.
1: Okay. No, no, like and um, that is the basis, but if you don't have that right, we're off to a bad start. I suppose, Francis, the other thing then, like the simple open and close and making sure everything's free and easy moving is vital as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so the actual the the regulator, Joe, obviously now again depending on the spreader, Joe, um you may have left and right, Joe, or or maybe just all into one linkage. But but n- normally that's probably going through maybe two or three actual linkages back up either to the ram or you know maybe on some machines you know you might still have to handle the the lever on it Do you know you will tend to have wear in those over time and you know especially where you have you know a left and a right you know so like, like so the likes twin disc spreader, what can happen over time is that one side might be opening more than the other because of that wear and the linkage Do you know so you know, now, doug uh, I know in the UK they do kind of an NCT for fertilizer spreaders. Um, we're not doing it here, but but one of the tests in that is actually to open it out to you know a certain amount, maybe halfways, ways, but get in there and actually physically measure the hole on both sides. You know? but if you are noticing that maybe one side is going down quicker than the other, you know, or you're getting striped in the field or something like that, you know. That may well be a location that uh, could be causing an issue. But if you just watch it and just see the movements, you know, as you open and close it, you know, you'll nearly see the play in the linkages. You know, so again, a good area to to check over. You can know, always
1: check the gap, and or as you said, you can adjust afterwards. Maybe look if we assume we have the machine right, we've greased, we've oiled up, we're ready to go. How important is correct setting up? I know it's something we can. It probably sounds overly simple, but how it's set up on the tractor's is going to have a bit of a bearing on it as well
0: huge and, and 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 look it is it, it is simple but it's funny uh i i i find that i i do a lot of these talks around the country joe you know, and and you know you get back into the car after a the country and, you, and you're driving home and you see these fertilizer spreaders and maybe they're lying to one side or lying to the other maybe joe you know, lying back i suppose is one of the the, the big ones that i see joe and i'm kind of hoping that your man is only moving it from one yard to the other but i, I know for a fact that she's probably not joe so so getting it right, certainly level across the back, Joe. Uh, you know, you know if you can imagine, you know, a sprayer is reaching out, you know, you have a big long boom reaching out, and you can see how close you are to the ground at either side. Well, the fertilizer spreader, you know, you're relying on those two little discs, Joe, on the six inches of steel to throw that fertilizer out. If you're down a little bit on one side or the other, that's going to have a huge effect, Joe, as you go out along that you're throwing the fertilizer into the ground on one side and maybe up in the air on the other side. That may be it might be just adjusting the, the the arms on the tractor but equally it could might be just the tire pressure the tire pressure on one side might be down so you know there a few simple things like that you know so to get that level it would say is you're standing in the back of the tractor so it's level across the back of the tractor then from the side if you look in from the side get the, the spreader up to the working height you know uh, and now look if you don't know what the working height is you now look in fairness to, there's good apps and, uh, they're for most manufacturers now, and they give you the working height. Uh, but typically, you know, you're talking about 60 to 70 centimeters over the crop. Now, you know, that's one thing a lot of people don't think of. You know, so they might measure it in the yard, but you go out in the fields, you know, uh, and the grass or whatever you're, you're in is going to be that much higher. You know, so, uh, you know, you need to be measuring in the field to make sure you're at the right height. And then once you're at the right height, Looking at it from the side, that you're level front to back, you know. So, so both those directions, you know. Uh, look, it is definitely something that's um, simple enough to do, but but a lot of people out there are still not uh, maybe adhering to it. You
1: no, know, and I think to be fair, look, it's generally a job maybe done in a rush, but we've all seen lopsided fertilisers, being extracted tractors. Unfortunately, it can happen, and it's a simple thing as you said, checking the tyre pressure. It can throw out that wee bit as well. So, no, I think look, it's useful to get going with. Let's just maybe talk about setting it up, calibrating it right. So I think a lot will probably end up doing this kind of a little bit by guesswork. I know certainly some of the, the newer type spreaders you have apps on that there. Maybe just take me through that. How do you go about calibrating it right?
0: Yeah, I suppose, look, really, the only way to calibrate a fertilizer spreader uh, accurately is to actually you know measure how much is coming out of it do you know so uh all all the twin disc spreaders, joe you know, uh typically what you do is you take off one of the discs you'll run the machine for 30 seconds with a bucket under it and you collect uh the fertilizer in the bucket and you weigh it and the you know there's either a formula and in fairness and we have a, uh, a little calculator online um you might share the, the link to it uh that can allow you to actually calculate that even for any spreader joe so so again, you know, if you calibrate you calibrate that fertilizer spreader to, to measure the amount of fertilizers coming out of it. If you're getting the correct amount out of it, uh um, great, but if you know it was a little bit low or a little bit high, you may have to adjust the opening slightly to get that extra bit out of it. Now, one thing I would say to people like Joe is you know, you go out today and you, you calibrate your fertilizer spreader uh and set it up, go out and spread and works out great joe you've nothing left in the fertilizer spreader when you're finished that it's worked out perfectly joe but you go out maybe three weeks later with the very same pallet of fertilizer in the yard the very same spreader and you have the same setting maybe written on the back of the spreader joe the number is written in there for for your 125 kg the hectare taker or whatever and you find you have a, a lot of fertilizer left in the in, in the spreader at the end of it and you're kind of saying god joe this thing is completely inaccurate and why is it not working I suppose The one thing that we always forget you know, is you, know, you go to that fresh bag of fertilizer day one and you cut a hole in it and it flows out like water. You, know, you come back three weeks later and you open up the same bag, cut a hole in it, and uh, it might flow slowly or it mightn't even. You might have to go for steak to, to, to take it out of it. You know, um, so it's flown. It's a very same fertilizer, but it's flown completely differently. Now, if it's flowing differently out of the bag. It's going to flow differently out of the fertilizer spreader. So just to bear that in mind, that Joe, you know, it, you know, don't be blaming the fertilizer spreader, uh, because the the it's getting it wrong. Joe, you know, it could be down to the the actual uh, fertilizer itself is going off uh, over time. So even where you store that fertilizer is important. So another way of actually doing this, you know, uh, Joe, and I suppose you know, if you have a known area, uh, um. Let's say you want to put out you know, your bags of the acre and you have a one acre paddock. Joe, you can put in the one bag and go and, and spread that uh, uh, fields. Joe. Um, look, but the problem with that, look, it is a bit of guesswork, but it, it will it will give you a good idea. So, But again, you won't know when you're finished, uh, that area, uh, that you have the right amount. And again, if you have too much gone, Joe... Uh, or too little again it's going to be guesswork as to making the next adjustment to it but look it it is possible to do it that way joe you know? um but we would be recommending joe you know, uh to do what we we'll say would we'll say by collecting it in the yard joe you know, and knowing for sure what you're you're putting out certainly there's a practical applicable way and look again start small if you're anyway dodgy look
1: you mentioned something very practical there about the fertiliser and the quality of it probably something else that crops up there is the different types of fertiliser we use whether it be urea whether it be compounds they have a slightly different spread pattern and characteristics. What kind of an impact has that?
0: Yeah, look, I suppose, you know, in the past we've been, you know, we've been dealing, you know, mostly with can fertilizer, Joe, and um, it's, I suppose... There wasn't a huge difference between the fertilizers. Now, the one thing to bear in mind is these machines are you know, more than capable of spreading any type of product, even from a uh, slug pellet or maybe even a grass seed right up to uh, a fertilizer. So they, they are more than capable of spreading accurately you know, a wide range of products. But that comes down to making adjustments for those products. And I suppose one thing, you know, particularly, you know, we're trying to encourage more and more people uh, to use uh, protected urea. So, you know, people might be moving to urea for the first time. Uh, it's important to understand that urea is a much lighter product. So, if I take one uh, uh, liter of, you know, your standard uh, canned fertilizer, you're talking about roughly one point, you know, one point one kgs in that liter. But if you take the same volume of urea, it's much lighter. You're down at maybe 0.7 or maybe 0.8 of a kg. So if you can imagine, if you take a ping pong ball and a golf ball and you throw the two of those with the same force, well, the golf ball is going to travel further than the ping pong ball. Uh, So it's the same with your urea versus your can. That urea is going to need that extra bit of energy to travel that bit further. So we need to make, the only way to, to adjust that is to adjust our veins. So we adjust the angle on the veins and basically, by adjusting the angle on the bane, the fertilizer spends a little bit longer on the bane, gets an extra bit more energy, and that's what helps it to fly uh, that extra dis- distance. So, yeah, definitely, you know, changing to those other products, you know, you, you're going to have to make adjustments uh, to the actual spreader banes to, to get it to travel the distance. I suppose
1: a very basic level is no how just to check your bandwidth after the first round of the field of that, just to make sure it is doing what you think it's doing.
0: Yeah, and I suppose, look, again, Joe, you know, the, the most accurate way to do that would be, you know, with a tray test. So we'd lay out a set of trays uh, uh, across the working width. Um, and normally the way we do it was you would, you know, uh, three runs, or one run up, one run down, and one back up again. And then you should have an even amount in, in the trays. Joe, you know, now those trays are available and not overly expensive, but I've actually met a few farmers who've, who've used biscuit tins with uh, egg boxes inside in it. Joe, you know, and, uh, Absolutely fine. All you're doing is just collecting it up, and you want to make sure that you're getting an even uh, distribution across the the working width. Now, you know, if you have a contractor, there's contractors out spreading, you know, we're definitely pushing that that the contractors would be doing regular tray tests to make sure that the the, the machine is spreading it properly. You know, from a farmer's point of view, if you did it once a year, Joe, with each of the products, uh, would be more than enough. It's certainly, something
1: when you go to higher volume applications like silage ground, it's very obvious if you get it right or get it wrong. So, it is. so, you know, it's important to get that set up correctly.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And as I say, look, yeah, you know, I mentioned like with the likes of the, the urea. The other thing that people often don't don't think of is the wind. Joe, you know? so Joe, you know, I go out on a, on a windy day. Joe you know, is going to have a, a huge effect on your spread pattern. Joe, you know? so if, if you've wind coming across, even if you, if, if you spend enough on your fertiliser the top of the range, uh, fertilizer from Amazon now comes with a, a wind gauge on it, you know, and it'll actually adjust the spread pattern automatically to throw it harder into the wind. But equally, what it does is once the wind goes over a certain speed, it tells you it stop spreading. You know, so something something no, like that people want to consider. I think that's a
1: fair point, and that could even happen within a farm on a given day, go out to a more exposed field, and you know, we all know it can happen. So it's good advice maybe just hold it off. Apart from all all the other considerations, it is an important one too. Like it will affect it.
0: It will, it will, yeah, definitely, definitely give it a, that bit of consideration.
1: Okay, look, Francis, I, I appreciate it, you coming around and going through all the basics. And, like, I suppose if we're to kind of sum it up, you know, it's an expensive product, a very necessary one, but if we did the basics that you talked about, like, that's going to improve our efficiency usage as well and how much we're playing.
0: Yeah, now look, I suppose there's another few simple things that people, you know, often get wrong. And it's funny, Joe, um, I suppose one of the things is. The driving of the tractor joe you know? so setting the machine up is fine but the actual operator needs to do it properly too so again it's vitally important that they're driving using the hand throttle joe you know? and I still I, at any of the talks i give i'll always have someone come up to me after the fancy changes i'm still on the foot throttle joe you know? uh so you know having the 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 pto speed set is vitally important to, to getting your your spread uh, pattern right again just your forward speed obviously needs to be needs to be right but also the, the space and your belt widths, you know, to get those right. Now, look, really, you know, in this day and age, with the price of entry-level GPS units, you know, we'd be highly recommended people, you know, to, to look seriously at, you know, you get a, a an entry-level GPS for less than €1,000. You know, um, uh, and again, it's funny, you know, you might buy it for the fertiliser spreader, but you'd be surprised how many other things you'll actually use it for. Even with, say, guys that are using the low-emission storage spreader now, it's kind of hard to see uh where you've actually sprayed so you'll actually use it for those type of things as well like you know so you know just again just i suppose make sure that uh, the operator is is is, is confident as well like you know no i think it's a fair point so it's, look
1: francis really appreciate you coming on today thanks for that update okay We'll leave the episode there at this point. I have included a link in the show notes to the Fertiliser Spreader webpage on the Chagas website. You'll get that Fertiliser calibration tool that Francis had mentioned, as well as a host of other videos and very useful information, ever from calibration to correct setup, a lot of the things that Francis has discussed as shown on a very useful resource uh, well worth a visit. That's it for me for this episode. Updates Summer sheep program. Keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagasheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us for more episodes.